0: Episode number 47, Razzle Fantasy Basketball Podcast, Sun Edition. Man, what's going on, Joel? you uh coming back from Hawaii, honeymoon. Uh, your second is basically the second uh, service for you guys, right? Like retime the, redoing the vows, retime the not-doing, all that stuff. So coming back from paradise, and um, we want to talk about this, uh, our Razz dress. Uh, You were kind of like stressing about it because you were going to be in Hawaii then, but then you came back at the end of it, right? So it was kind of like, yeah. Go ahead.
1: That started on Wednesday. Uh, Mine went for about two weeks. So that first like, uh, you know, half a week was spent honeymooning and drafting, which I guess is someone's idea of a perfect honeymoon. I would have preferred to have
0: have them separately, but it worked out okay. I yeah, no, definitely. I remember in the beginning, um, you weren't too happy with your your draft, and uh, when I sent out the side challenge, you were kind of like, ah, yeah, I don't know. And then by the end of it, you was like, yo, my money's in. I'm ready. So uh, I'm looking forward to going through the draft with you, kind of, um, you know, hearing your thoughts, what you were thinking. Uh, it'll be pretty interesting because we both drafted him from the 12th spot. So I think, uh, you know, we can kind of uh, see the differences, see similarities where our paths kind of diverged. Uh, before we continue, though, um, you know, you had some really great threads on the on the Twitter machine kind of going through, like, your draft last year. You went through your draft this year. I think you were pretty good with, um, you know, eloquating your thoughts, your thought process and, and, and things like that. So, um, what's your Twitter account? Is it J Bar? I forgot. Uh, J
1: C Bar. Apparently there was a, a J Bar who beat me beat
0: me to the handle first. J C Bar. All right. J C Bar B A H R. Right. Yeah. Correct. So, um, if you guys are listening to this, go check it, you know, go look him up on Twitter follow, you know, his stuff. Um, you know, you do have to know, I mean, he almost wanted. Last year came in second, so the the man knows what he's talking about. So this should be a good one, man. This should be a good one. All right. Let's get right back let's get right into it. You're out of the twelfth spot. Go Trey Young there. Alright, so like give me your thoughts on your first run here and what you know what you were thinking as the draft was kind of unfolding, or were you just looking at palm trees and sunsets and surf <laughs> waves and stuff like that? Well, so I
1: actually I wanna back up just a little bit first and let okay. yeah, yeah. people know that uh, offline son told me that his Radis jam team is the favorite team he's ever drafted.
0: Um, well, so... no, 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 no. Not, not favorite team ever drafted, but in terms of this draft season, I think um, I think I'm up to eight eight draft champions on NFBC, uh, and I do think this is my favorite one, I've, favorite team I drafted so far. So basically, yeah, I'm coming in last now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at least right now, I feel kind of good about it. All right, so go ahead. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I you know I may have I may have felt like I uh, was ready to to pitch in for my uh, my side challenge, but maybe I'm just giving you fifty dollars is how that works. Um, but yeah, so no, we, you're right. We both we're, we're both drafting from twelve. Um, that's really where I wanted to be in this draft. I feel like the first round is kind of mushy after Jokic. Um, and so I thought it would be easier to draft from 12 while I was distracted. Um, you know, you can just sort of drop in and make two picks and then think about things and then do all your work and then coming in and out. It was sort of ideal for someone who was also honeymooning. Um, definitely. Yeah. And young, young fell. I knew, I knew that I was going to go almost certainly double guard unless something strange happened. Um, during 12 and 13 and that is indeed what happened um Halliburton was sort of the guy that I had penciled in there I thought that okay. Halliburton and Lillard which, which is actually what That'd you would nice. in doing the first two yes
0: would have been really yes.
1: strong um but Halliburton went at 10 and Young was there at 12 and I'm not in love with it I think that was probably why I felt um I felt sort of uh had mixed feelings about this, this group to begin with because I'm a little bit concerned about how the fit with DeJounte works. And, you know, Trey Young has had some really uh, good seasons recently, but the most recent time he was on my team did not yeah. go
0: well. Your, uh, your, your very first, your very first Rez, yeah. That's right, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> but he, you know, he's, uh, I don't know how you say no to the points and the assists that come there. Um it's also a huge free throw boost. Um, so, you know, there are the, the sort of pitfalls of drafting guards early, which you definitely did and we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, but the the sort of added bonus or the added like bonus problem of going young and Lillard 1-2 or 12-13 um, is that neither of these guys get steals. And so you had, you had two groups of problems. You had the... Uh, the, the big man problems of like I don't have any rebounds I don't have any field goal percentage I don't have any blocks but I also don't have any steals which is why which is why Halliburton was such a more attractive figure to, to pair with uh, a big scorer like Dame um, but you know I didn't have a, you know you're picking at 12 you take the guy who's there um, yeah, definitely. I I don't really like the second round very much either and so I feel like I got two first rounders Picking up the turn with uh, with Young and Lillard, uh, although I would have really would have preferred to have done it your way and gotten Halliburton.
0: Yeah, did you entertain any notion of like going big there, or no? You you wanted to lock in. So what's your thinking on going guards there?
1: My thinking going guards there is that I I don't I don't trust Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, and then with other bigs like. I think that's too early for Sabonis. I think that's too early for Adebayo. I think that's too early for James.
0: Yeah, no, uh,
1: I, I feel we're gonna we're definitely gonna talk about my feelings towards centers because mm-hmm. it's really shaped a lot of how my draft went. But definitely, my, mine too. Yeah. I just don't. If you're a center who doesn't give like really good blocks, like I don't think I've got any use for you, really. Um, or that's how this draft sort of shook out. Like if you can get yeah. one of the first three guys, that's great, you know, cause they help you in categories that you don't normally get help with from a big, but I don't think Anthony Davis is that guy. And I don't, I just didn't want to bet on him playing a full season and sort of getting, getting those percentages back up, getting those blocks back up. And so I thought, fuck okay, it, we'll just go with, with young and Lillard. It'll we'll be way ahead yeah. in points. Way we ahead in threes, we way ahead in assists. The free throws will be good, which is important because eventually free throws became an issue. Yeah. Uh, and the percentages aren't that bad, you know, as far as guards are concerned. So that was, I didn't really have any notion of, of going with a, a guard or, excuse me, a big at 13. Um,
0: did you? Um, You know, when the draft was going, yeah, I was like, well, no, I'm sorry. No, second round? No, no. Mm-hmm. Third round, th- 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 coming back on the third round, I was like, okay, like if Gobert comes there, then I'm going to have to think about it. But yeah. luckily he went in the second. He went in the mid-second, so I didn't even have to think about That's it. Real. So, But, yeah, so for me, I mean, I love Halliburton this year, and I was kind of lucky. I'm glad he did fall because, you know, especially now, like the hype has gotten really – you know there's a lot of helium you know one of the guys zach uh, i forgot his last name minchu or something uh over at nbc at rotor world he wrote up an article on um Halley, you know basically like you know i'll take him fifth right like so he's my fifth best player so um yeah I, he just he's a little light in points but mm-hmm. he pretty much contributes everywhere <laughs> so he's yeah. like awesome and then to pair that with with game you know i think dame you know bounces back big time this year uh, you know, as long as he stays healthy, uh, as you alluded to, you know, elite points, um, dimes, free throw percentage. So I think, yeah, for me, I wasn't even entertaining uh, a big in a second. It was uh, Lillard, Halliburton for sure when they were there, and then um, it was all good. So third round for you, um, Gobert. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, I mean, was that an auto pick or like did you have to think about it or? Because I see um, Cade. Cade went right after Gobert. So did you ever think about Cade?
1: I really struggled with third. I felt like it was a big decision point because in this format, you've got the third round reversal. So you you get one more like really premium top 25 guy. And then you've got to wait until essentially the end of the first 50. And so I didn't want to screw it up. Um, I did think about Cade. I actually, I had a sort of like, Three-headed monster with guards there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cunningham was available. Um, Anthony Edwards was available. Yeah. Dejounte Murray was available. Um, Edwards and Murray were both really attractive to me because I did have this steals hole that I was trying to sort of keep in balance. Um, but I don't, I don't trust Dejounte Murray as a top twenty-five player. Okay. I just I don't know what the fit is in yeah. Atlanta. Um, I definitely didn't want to have him and Young at the same time. I feel like they could cannibalize some value, and to have both of them at sort of reduced output didn't seem like the way to do that. Um, and then with Cunningham and Edwards, um, you know, Ed, Cunningham was attractive because he does all the guard stuff plus some defense. You know, he, he will help it out with with steals and blocks, although it's not nearly at the sort of like huge rates that. Um, that Murray and Edwards produced with steals, but I think I just gotta see it first. Like at, okay. at 25, I really want someone that's gonna be there, especially because you've got such a long wait. And yeah. so, I think what ended up happening was this was the this is one of the Racco rules. Of um, <laughs> I don't I don't think I needed to be a hero there. I didn't right. I didn't feel like I needed to bet on. Anthony Edwards or Cade Cunningham having the best season of their lives at 25. Uh, I picked 25. Um, And Gobert just – he does so many of the things that, like, A, you want out of a big man, and B, that I really felt like I needed out of that spot because I have gone guard-guard. And so it's a huge pile of blocks. It's a huge pile of rebounds. The free throw – or, excuse me, the the field goal percentage is excellent – um, and so I was able to sort of pull this thing that was really tilted into a, a little bit more balance. Um, it sort of meant that I wasn't going to have elite free throw shooting. Um, uh, and like, you know, field goal problem, field goal would be a, a problem we managed too, but I felt like he did all the things that I needed a big man to do. And I, you know, it was too early for, for Jared Allen, um, and instead of trying to suss out which of these three guards I would regret taking the least at twenty five, I was like, "Well, take the big, and you'll do everything that you need him to do, and then you can sort of move on from there." And what ended up happening was like, then I just sort of ignored pigs, <laughs> or so they they stopped they stopped showing up when I was drafting, and uh, became something I had to sweat on. But no, I I thought that Gobert. Once I knew that I had picked twelve, that's sort of my ideal. That was my ideal setup was. Uh, Guard X who falls in the first round, paired with Wellard paired with Gobert, and then work from a balanced base after you wait another 25 picks for your turn.
0: Um, so, so going into it, you were expecting Gobert to be there. I was hoping that Gobert would be. Hoping. There. Okay, got you, got you. I mean, it, I mean it, but... it, it fits. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. But, I mean, the the construction right there, the puzzle fits, right? Because mm-hmm. you have. Elite free throw shooting with Young and Lillard to to kind of counter out, counterbalance the Gobert's, and you know actually Gobert, I mean, as much as we diss him for poor free throw shooting, it was 69%. I mean, it's not great, but you know it's not like you know 40% total or you know Mason Plumlee yeah. or anything like that, right? So, you know it's imagine if with... he gets to like 71% or something like that. So, um, but then you know he fills in the the, the categories that your first two round picks are lacking so you know puzzle wise like it fits really really well so like yeah i, I like it i like it so and th- for me that's why i was like if gober was there like i really would have thought about it you know like yeah. just because you know he does fit so well and um in a way yes I, I mean i don't know in a way i'm kind of glad he went early in the second so i didn't even really have to like you know expend mental capacity on on yeah. that um yeah, but for me, like, yeah, Cade was once I saw he was there, it was auto. Like, I smashed that button pretty quickly just because I feel like uh, he's basically you know Halliburton except you know one year you know behind, right? So, um, and you know, I mean, we you know we've been talking all summer, and um, you know, very you know honored, you know, and and humbled actually, and just very thankful to be able to. You know talked to i talked to eric janeke a lot and, and to rocco over the summer and you know they've really helped me out with a lot of things um you know just talking to them and going through strategy and things like that and you know the interesting thing and this is where i was kind of balancing things out like you know rocco is they're very like puzzle oriented like he wants everything to fit and um for him totals matter more floor matters more mm-hmm. and like i get it and like i totally into that, but that at the same time, you know, talking to Jennicky and, and to Eric Wong, you know, like they're like more upside, right? So like, uh, like you're concerned with Cade, you know, it's like yeah like those guys are all over that type of situation you know young guy that's proven that he can do it he's going to improve he has physical mm-hmm. you know draft capital physical abilities things like that so it was like the little you know the white devil and the, the red devil the cartoon on each shoulder and they're just like that you know and so like in a way like when i look back and reflect upon things like and i'm probably still going through the process but i'm just trying to mm-hmm. like be a sponge and, and taking all these perspectives, all these strategies and kind of like fine tune it to put my own spin onto things like that. So like when it comes to a situation like that, like, man, I, in a way I kind of struggle because I see the merits to both. Right. And like mm-hmm. they're both successful strategies. So it's like, oh man, like, how do you, how do you kind of balance it? Things like that. But um yeah, sorry for rambling there, but yeah, once K was there, it was, I was pretty happy. <laughs> I was pretty happy there. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't think he was going to be there. Uh, and, um, yeah, you know, I think it was the same thinking of you. Like, uh, if Gobert wasn't there, like the other bigs it's too early, like I'm not, I'm not taking those guys there. Right. So at that point, my thinking was like, you know, hopefully one of those guys fall, I wasn't really planning on them. So I kind of knew once I take K there, then I'm going to have to, that kind of altered the way that I'm looking at the center position. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. You know my thinking was all right if one of the guys falls in the fourth um, yeah then you know I'll probably take him there and then to come like the fifth sixth, like the drop off starts you know like you'll start seeing the cliff right so then mm-hmm. like yeah like I kind of reached a little bit but I felt like you know I locked in my guys the guys that I wanted and, and you know uh, I kind of proceeded from there you know to to, to progress but sorry I I probably skipped around there i didn't want to do that so we'll, we'll come back to that in a little bit so um for you go bear and then it comes back back to you in the fourth um you take fox i do right? is that yeah you take fox fox and it was fox and scotty barnes so uh let's hear your thoughts there
1: um yeah so this is um I feel like this is where things start to kind of uh, diverge um, okay. from what you did and what I did. Yeah, we definitely different ways. It was it started when I was able to get Gobert and you went with Cunningham because after I got Gobert, things were kind of like back to neutral across the board. Yeah, like yeah. I I still was sitting pretty with. Um, with the assists and the points, like obviously Rudy doesn't score as much. And so, but I I did feel like there was a good sort of integration there. Um, Whereas when you had those three guards to start, you were just like, you were really uh, a guard strong. Like those were great points, assists, steals, threes, uh, free throw, but like all those big man things were still missing. And so, because i was working from a balanced base i was thinking about um and because i had because i had a center that did all the center things that i needed yeah, yeah. i yeah. felt like i could sort of um take a bit more of an upsidey swing and that was what De'Aaron fox was obviously the end of the year just on a tear last year he was the player that we've always sort of been wanting him to be with points and uh and steals and assists and Halliburton's not there anymore. And, you know, he had a, an ankle injury earlier in the year that slowed him down. And like, you could, you saw it, you saw the version of De'Aaron Fox that had like pick 48. You know like, well, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I also thought that he was a useful player for me here because uh, I was also looking at Terry Rozier and Desmond Bain as potential yeah. guard options. Yeah. Uh, your projections had Rozier, or more steals than De'Aaron Fox, and I just don't believe that.
0: Like, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I,
1: um, you know, the the Kings have brought in uh, a new coach. uh Was that Mike Williams? Mike Mike Brown. What is this guy's name? Mike,
0: Mike Brown. Right.
1: Mike Brown. Um, and last year was Fox's worst steal in like four years. Um, it's the first time that Rozier averaged more steals per game than Fox, and I thought like. If I have this deficiency in steals, who's going to be the better bet to actually do that? And so I just sort of went with my gut that that was going to be De'Aaron Fox. I really liked Terry Rozier as a player. Um, but because I had Young and Lillard, I thought that Fox's greater field goal percentage was more valuable than his stronger free goal percentage. I ended up doing like a really tedious dance between guys that help me with my free throw and guys that help me with my field goal. Cause you I have, have to,
0: yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Once but, you okay. get Gobert, yeah, it's, it st- you know, it starts. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so I was, I felt like those were the factors that I was weighing in. I, like I said, I really like Rozier. I think he's good value at pick 48. Um, I like Desmond Bain that I had Bain. I drafted Bain last year. In a different league, and dropped him, and then he spent the rest of the season just haunting me. And so now I've given him the opportunity to do that again here <laughs> by not him, uh, at the four or five turn. Um, so once I settle on Fox, you know that's three guards, one center. I felt like getting a forward was a good idea. Okay. Um, I've been very transparent about how fond I am of Scotty Barnes. He was a really big piece for this Raz Jam team last year, and I just like what he does as a roto player in particular. Definitely. He rebounds well, which, you know, having gone three guards out of four picks, rebounds are something that I was worried about. Um, he does – he scores okay despite not shooting threes, but I've got Young and Lillard for that. Um, the field goal percentage is solid. The free throw is okay. It doesn't kill you. And then he'll chip in across both of those defensive stats. And so I just – I love the floor there. I love what he was able to do as, like, a 20-year-old rookie last year and being a top 60 guy. Like, you know, I'm asking him to, to grow 10 spots worth of value um, to return in, on that investment there. And even if he doesn't, like, if he just repeats last year, that's not a bad miss. Um, and he's like, just a player that I'm really willing to bet on. And so that was that was how I ended it. I didn't take John Collins, who you who took. Um, and that also might have been a mistake. I, I really was excited about the potential of Zion Williamson, who was there, but I just, I just didn't need his scoring. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought that his field goal, or his free throw training was going to be too dramatic. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Fox and Barnes. I, like I feel it. like it was a big swing. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I like it, especially you know Barnes. Um, you know, young, right, athletic. Uh, play, he's gonna play a ton of minutes, and then now you know he might have some more point guard responsibilities, right? So mm-hmm. uh, you figure, you know, he's he's gonna develop, right? So the trajectory is up, so he can get better, right? And so yeah, I I, I get it. Um, you know, I I like what you did there, and you know, kind of like mapping out. Yeah, once you take Gobert, it really makes you cognizant of of, <laughs> of a lot of things, right? So you kind of yeah. have to like walk on eggshells a little bit. Um, yeah, I I want Rozier. I think once I saw he was going to be there, I thought I'm pretty, I'll, I was going to take him. Uh, I did entertain Fox as well. Um, but my thinking was, uh, I was going to go with Sangoon as well, but Sangoon went one pick before me. So I wanted to get my center in there. I'm really high on Sangoon, but was he the uh, guy that you wanted? I'm sorry. I was did. He, I did. Yeah. 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 If, if Sangoon was there, I was definitely going to take him over Collins. Um, just cuz yeah I'm very I'm very high on Sangoon and uh, I just love that environment that he's gonna be in. Uh, Rozier was pretty much a lock for me cuz you know what he does across the board but then also at this point I I pretty much know that I need to build up enough base on my guard stats because I know you know I I need the defensive stats later and like those guys that I'm gonna be getting later they're gonna probably hurt me in points um, free throw shooting. So at this point, yeah, I just want to just have my guard base like just so solid where I can, you know, hopefully eat up or those dents won't be too big. Um, mm-hmm. But the reason why I went Collins and then on the way back Zubac was because one, I like Collins. I like the dual eligibility. That's that's mm-hmm. one thing. Um, also, yeah, then neither is going to really kill me in free throw percentage, and they're going to. Provide some of the big man stats that I want. So, my thinking here is like just kind of, I guess, piling on to what I did in my first four picks. So, I, I wanted to try to strengthen my points as much as I can. And then I wanted to get big man stats, but without denting me too much because I knew, like, I had my targets later. So, I knew those guys were really going to dent me. So, I wanted to just try to have build this, uh, a, I guess. The best foundation the best base that i could to kind of eat those guys later yeah. so that, that was my thinking there um i think i i, I mean I, I did reach on zubach but i just felt like the drop off after that was just too much for me i just I, you know i didn't want the i didn't want mitchell robinson you know Rob, you know robert williams like as much as i love a congo like i don't want him as as my you know first or second right so um so i you know even though i, I may have reached there I'm okay with it because I felt yeah. like, uh, he, you know, did what I wanted to do like so far in terms of like my strategy up to that point. So, um, <clears throat> I'm pretty happy with that. Um, let me see, you went, uh, well, I've got, I've got scripts. your,
1: um, I've got your team plugged into the, the tracker that you provided us. Okay. Um, and you I think you, what you described there is exactly what happens. Is like you, you had that super strong base of those four guards and all those guard stats. And then as you sort of key in Collins and Zubac, you can, you can see it start to sort of erode yeah, it comes a little
0: in, bit. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you know, <clears throat> so before the way that I would kind of approach things was, um, just try to be as balanced as possible going through the whole draft. But then you know, I realized, like, I always fall behind in points and I always fall behind in certain categories, right? And that's actually where Rocco really, really helped me out because, you know, he's really, he's really good with, you know, not only just keeping track of stuff, but mapping out things, like his vision and just the puzzle. And, you know, I think what makes him, you know, one of the best is, you know, his adaptability. Like, he's able to pivot and things like that. And I don't know if I'm, you know, on that level yet, but, I think one thing that I really you know that he kind of instilled in me was like yeah like you gotta just plan out way ahead like like chess right you gotta plan three four moves five moves ahead and like yeah the building the the foundation and certain things knowing that you're gonna have to you know grab these particular stats later um, I, I mean it's it's a simple concept like so now when I look at it I'm like Dude, I'm an idiot. You know why? <laughs> you know why didn't I just do that from the get-go? But then, yeah, like, you know, I, I thought about it. I was kind of reflecting on it. I was like, I was just so tunnel visioned and like, you know, I need this stat. I need that stat. Just try to stay balanced and you know, just try to keep pace. But you can't. You, like, it's impossible to keep pace. So sometimes you have to get ahead of certain stats, and then you know, things are gonna eat into it. And then just hopefully you build up enough where. The dent isn't so bad so um yeah so that I, i've i've done that a lot more often uh this year especially for roto uh and i really like you know how you know drafts you know turn out and that is you know one of the reasons why i feel like this is my favorite draft right because <laughs> i feel like a lot of things uh did kind of plug in the way that i wanted it to so um yeah so i felt good with that um let me see so with collins on the way back, okay. So Subach and then Jalen Smith. So we both I need a forward. Yeah, I need a forwards, obviously, right? So I got two centers, I got four. So now, before I was thinking, you know, strictly, pretty much categorically, right? The first four, yeah, picks. First six picks categorically, and then the centers obviously, what positionally. I had you know, I had to start thinking about positions. But I need a forward here, and then I need, I need to start chipping away at blocks right and so jalen smith you know i think he's going to play over 30 minutes he's going to get blocks he'll chip in some threes you know won't kill me a free throw percentage and you know i, I still am very conscious about free throws here because i know my targets later are going to dent me there so um i was actually pretty happy you know i, I kind of like what he can uh provide for my team and, and how he kind of fits in there so you went i also took jalen smith front. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, you went we, Jalen his we friend's there At the end nice. of the we're, we're kindred spirits. <laughs> well, I was going to say
1: all the things that I liked about him, but I like all the things that you like about him. You know, I I like the blocks. Um, I was sort of sitting there. You know, I had Gobert, Gobert, excuse me, on the team. And so I felt like I I had a, you know, I had as many blocks as anyone could reasonably hope to have. yeah. 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 <laughs> At this point in the draft, um, but this is another another Racco rule. Just like get your blocks piecemeal, um, and I think Smith will definitely block some shots. He's he's going to rebound. I think he's going to play. I mean, they were Rick Carlisle was way out in front saying that he was going to be starting power forward. I think that job is his. I think there so are threes that are going to be coming, which you know is a little bit of a, a sort of sensitive category because I took Barnes. Box and so getting some threes out of position with your forward sounded good to me. The free the percentages weren't bad, either one of them. And so, yeah, Smith Smith at the end of the sixth was was where I went too. Um, I, le- I like
0: the picks, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are at one, we are at one right here, so it's good. So, Franz, I mean, I love Franz Wagner. I think, uh, you know, I did a deep dive on him, you know, man. Like, I just think the sky is the limit for this guy, man. Like, you know, he's 6'10", you know, 2, was it 230? I mean, he has handles to break guys off the dribble on the perimeter, right? And he's big enough, and he has enough post moves down low to punish smaller guys. He can shoot the three. Uh, But what really excites me about him is his defensive uh, potential, upside. You know, like, if you look at the stats, like, they don't, like, they're not eye-popping, right? Mm -hmm. But, man, I mean... He's long. He's agile, so you know he can get the steals. His awareness and IQ is good. Like you know, there were a lot of like he's off the ball and you know he's coming and, and getting the blocks, right? And but more importantly, I mean they were putting Franz on like the best players of the opponents teams last year. I mean he was he was not only guarding like Durant. I mean he was like giving him problems. You know. Uh, I remember, you know, he swiped the ball away from him. He just, you know, kind of, you know, wouldn't let him get, you know, past them. They put him on Steph Curry. So, you know, I really think like there's really there's tremendous upside, especially in the defensive cats. And um, I forgot, you know, he's a really good passer, right? So, um, yeah, man, I, I love him. So let me hear your thoughts. Let me hear the sales pitch from you.
1: I mean, I think that you that you nailed it really. So I was looking, um, having three guards in the fold. I was ready, I was really comfortable taking another forward here. Um, I was surprised that Wagner fell. I was really excited that he did. And it was, it's, it's, it's that, really. the well-rounded game that, that you were describing that attracted me to him. Cause I was, uh, Keldon Johnson had also fallen and I was, I really like Keldon Johnson this year, but as someone who's a little bit more limited, as like a points, rebounds, threes guy, I thought that Wagner had a stronger game across the board. He had a really nice euro basket um, he spent all of last year being the best player on the magic i think he's still the best player on the magic in most palo is amazing uh, and then you know I, I i felt like sort of like with barnes like he just gives you a little bit of everything and i think the scoring can go up uh, i was really of of the sort of because you get these guys in pairs of the the sort of pair by I really was excited about Jalen Smith and Franz Uh, that's good
0: I like that combo yeah
1: Yeah. there's that's now three forwards three guards
0: yeah Yeah. that will work I
1: did not do the thing that you were describing earlier of like um, you know having having uh, all of my eggs in one basket and then knowing where those that later stuff was going to come to balance it in I was playing a pretty balanced game throughout and I thought that that's good that Wagner and Barnes would, would do it. And there is still upside. I think there's really upside in all three of those forwards of just young guys who have starting roles that could, could see more expanded, expanded use. So that was where I went. I see that you, uh, you apparently were doing an imitation of me and took a Sacramento King. Uh, Keegan Murray. Uh, what, what do you like about Keegan?
0: Yeah, I love Murray. I just think that, um, I didn't want to fall, but I I, well, okay. I I need to start adjusting forwards, right? And um, he's going to provide points. So you know, points are really tough to find later. Uh, So you know, I wanted to like not only does he score points, but he's going to grab some rebounds. But more importantly, he's just so balanced, like because he's going to provide defensive stats. So especially in blocks, um, you know. I I still, you know, I'm just right. Right now, I got my little chisel and I'm you know chiseling away at the mountain, just you know. Boom, just give me a block here, give me a block here. So I'm just trying to hammer away at the, at this blocks right now. Um, and you know, percentage percentages are, are good and so I'm very I'm still very conscious on my percentages here because mm-hmm. because I know who I'm taking later. <laughs> so, um, but I just you know, I really like his game. I just think he's NBA rated, he's gonna play a ton of minutes and uh, you know, he's gonna Provide a little something, something everywhere without really hurting me anywhere. And so that was really appealing to me. Um, I really like, well, Simons. I took Simons after that and kind of goes with the points theme here. But more importantly, uh, he's my cuff to Lillard. And I think one of the reasons why I really like this draft in particular was because I was basically able to cuff all the guys that I wanted to cuff. And you know, I realize that, especially in draft and hold formats, uh, that becomes a lot more valuable, right? Because there are no waiver wires, there are no, you know, fab or anything like that. And, you know, I think Simons has standalone value, but if Lillard gets hurt, you yeah. know, my, my first round is protected. And granted, you know, ninth round, I mean, the opportunity cost isn't great, but it isn't horrible, right? So um, if I could slide in, you know, Simons, if Lillard gets hurt, I mean, that's, to me, man, the fall off isn't that much. I mean, yeah, there'll be some fall, but like, I'll be able to replace some of it at least. So I felt like I was really happy with that. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about going a different direction, but I just felt like the the value of just the whole package of him taking him there was just too appealing to me. So, um, yeah, I feel really good about that. You went smart Johnson. Um, before you get into that, though, man, you got killed in Johnson in the freaking ninth round. I did. He went in the, he went in the fifth round <laughs> in, in my so, you know, talk about yeah. value, man. Yeah, he was, I
1: mean, he was someone that I was thinking about in that Smith-Bogner turn, and I felt like he just didn't do quite enough. Yeah. Uh, and so having him come back to me 24 picks later um, really felt like it fell in my lap. I... I think what you said about Simons is really smart. I I didn't get the opportunity. He he was the player selected in front of me with my smart pick, um, and and in I'll you know be honest, I didn't even consider it. Like I hadn't thought about the handcuff to Lillard. I only thought about it later when I was angling to get uh, Gary Payton the second, which also didn't happen. And so we're really rooting for good health with the aim over here. Yeah, yeah. no, for, uh, sure, for sure. But I think well, that's a don't... really I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I just think that's really that's a really heady way to do that. Um, I'm glad that before... that Kirksey took Simons in front of me, because then I would have to explain why I didn't. Cuff him. <laughs> so, right. Right. So it worked out. Right. Um, well, yes. you know. Well, hold on.
0: Before you before you continue, I need to I need to say this though. Like, I got to give credit to Rocco on this one, uh, because it was like early on in the in the off season. I mean, we we did a ton of drafts and like uh, I remember there was one draft where I took Morant and then later he was just like yo you better grab Tyus you know like we're getting into the Tyus Jones range and I wasn't even like thinking about it you know and then I was like oh shit you're right you know and like so then you know then I was like all right so now it's just you know like that's why I mean I mean there's a reason why those guys are winning all the time right and yeah. like you know, they're just, like, on top of everything. And, like, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to work with Eric you know, and talk to him, you know, recently. And, um, man, like, you know, him and Eric jenicki they're, they're fucking on top of their shit. You know, like, there's a reason why they're winning everything. And, like, you know, like, man, I'm so far behind them. Like, I'm just learning and, and catching up. Like, that I'm, like, holy fuck. like Like, now I truly realize, like, like, why or how big the gap is, you know? Because before, I, I didn't really know, you know? And, you know, it's funny because, you know, Wong, like, he's, he clowned me uh, early on, right? Because he's like, yo, like, now I know why you don't win, you know? And, you know, he's kind of like, you know, he's busting my balls and, you know, joking, but, you know, he's being kind of serious too. And, like, because I think for him, it's like him and Jenny they're so used to their process, right? So that anybody that's not doing the same thing or is on that level, then it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, why the fuck are you doing that? Or, you know? So, like, for, like, so, like, Rocco, like, you know, for all those things, that's just, like, becomes such a big part of the process. It's, like, second nature, right? And so, yeah. for me, in a way, I feel kind of embarrassed, right? Because I'm so far behind. But, you know, at least, like, I guess now I have some of awareness and, like, it's really helped me out with my game. And, like, then I'm, like, oh, man, like, wow, I, I you know, I really am that behind, you know, and, like, I need to wow yeah i really need to do all these things and there's just a lot of things i wasn't doing or a lot of things i wasn't uh looking at or just even being aware of even though a lot of it's just common sense right but (laughs) right so like i you know i felt really dumb but you know at the same time like man that's the only way to grow and get better right like to you know to be you know feel dumb and at least like to um get that awareness and then, you know, like, learn it and grow. So, okay, I'm sorry about that rant. Please, please. I, I needed to give Rocco credit, so that's, that was my thing. Right, yeah, so
1: one thing that he's not getting on this podcast is credit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of, like, like circled, like, you know, kind of jerking them all off. So it's probably a little too much. But, I mean, I really, like I said, like, maybe it's a little too much, but I really don't care because, it's, you know, like, those guys are the, they're the top. Right, they're the top yeah. fantasy basketball players, you know, out there. So, um, and you know, if people are listening to this, like, they're probably listening, you know, to try to get better, right, or to try to hear other people's thoughts and things like that. And, um, you know, I can I can freely admit, like, I'm not the best fantasy player out there. I'm, i I want to get there. I'm trying to get there, and that was one of my motivations for bringing in, you know, Rocco Genaki. You know, hopefully Wong at some point, but like you, right? You took second in the rationale, right? So, you know, like like hearing those perspectives or hearing their process, things like that, like you know, like I s like like I was just saying like five minutes ago, like there were things that I didn't really pay attention to, or things that I didn't do, things that weren't a part of my process, right? And so now that I was you know I become aware of it, like you know, I need to share it to everyone else, right? Because that's why they're listening, and that's going to help them be get better. And if I do that, like, I need to give credit to those guys, right? And so, uh, so yeah. So, sorry if I'm, I'm slobbering a little too much here, but you know, I I felt like you know it it, uh, it needed to be done. So, all right. Sorry about that, Rand. You are going on uh, market smart? I did draft market smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, Defense so or, I, like yeah? What's your thing there? I I think
1: that smart. Um... You know, I still was concerned about steals, um, and he helps with that. I also felt like as a fourth guard, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't really score the way that you want him to. The threes have come along now, so I, he's really like sort of my, my counterbalance to De'Aaron Fox, where Fox doesn't give you threes, Smart gives you some. Uh, they both give steals, they both give assists. Uh, Smart's field goal percentage is not ideal but his free throw percentage is better than De'Aaron's. It was a really, it was a lot of yo-yoing yeah, yeah. for me as I was putting this thing together. Um, and so I was, I had like complete tunnel vision on Marcus Martin because I really thought that's where the steals, that's where I'm finally gonna get back to sort of like a neutral ground the steals. Okay. Um,
0: Any thoughts and, on Trent? Any thoughts on Gary Trent, or you thought it was too early? I, I definitely
1: was looking at Gary Trent. I don't know yeah. if I believe that either, though. Like, okay, no, I hear you. I hear you. you know That's we've a been talking chance. about about who we've been listening to or yeah um voices that have been a meaningful um i started listening to to josh lloyd pretty much all off season
0: yeah I one of the
1: things way. that he said that really stuck with me was um just like how uh how unsticky steels are there's a huge yeah. amount of variance in steels year yeah. over year and Gary Trent had a huge year last year and it was powered by threes and it was powered by steals. And I felt like smart was a better bet for it. Um, And I was also, I was really worried about adding like 41% field goals that he could very well do, you know? Um, I don't know if I, if I felt like I needed a huge pile of threes uh, because I was getting some with Jalen and I was getting some with Franz. And so I, I sort of felt like Smart was a a nice middle road for me, um, and like I said, I was I was very much like zeroed in on him. He was the guard that I wanted okay. to round out the four. Makes
0: sense. Um, yeah, no, it makes
1: sense. And then like Kelton Johnson was there, and like I I know
0: that's that, that there were crazy. It's crazy. The, round is crazy.
1: At the time, it news had just broke. I think the day before that he had separated his shoulder and that he was going to miss some of these preseason games. And so maybe people were were scared off on that, or maybe they saw what I saw two rounds earlier, which is like, well, you know, he scores and he rebounds, he makes some threes, maybe the efficiency isn't so good. But I felt like that's such a huge opportunity in San Antonio. Someone is going to have to use that usage that DeJounte Murray left behind. I think it could be Keldon Johnson, um, you know, at the start of the ninth round, to be my fourth forward so that's now four forwards four guards and rudy gobert like i felt like you're very balanced. i really set this up nicely to sort of like nice. you know target one more center and then build a bench um so i i kelton johnson was you know you were talking about how quickly you were pressing the button on simons yeah kelton johnson was was that guy for me um just couldn't couldn't get him on the roster fast enough um Although I did, I, I will say that I, you know, was considering, um, considering your guy Walker Kessler, who you know, <laughs> took at the uh, at the turn with Simons there. You and I have been talking about Walker Kessler a lot uh, offline. S- sell me,
0: sell me the Walker Kessler fantasy here in the night. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been it's been a roller coaster because mm-hmm. um, I was very high on him from the get go, right? Just because uh, opportunity was basically right and you know he showed an elite uh block rate uh, last year like 4.6 4.6 yeah, 4. blocks per game which is like 26 all-time in ncaa history Crazy. you know looking at yeah it, it's great i mean uh, you know i watched the highlights he's not a lumbering guy like he's pretty agile for his for his height you know and um super long arms right so you know i feel like well you know they shipped out Gobert Essentially for him You know draft picks Like he There was no one else On the roster at the time It was just him and Azubuike So I was like Alright he's gonna get At least 28 Maybe 30 minutes So It was more opportunity thing And then Man Life came at me fast man So You know Like me and Wong Were doing um, You know Rankings and things like that And he was just Beating the shit Out of me and be over it He's like Yo He's like This guy sucks You know And then Like You know The, the first thing he said Was like Yo, how many, how many seven footers drafted outside the top twenty have finished top one hundred in fantasy? Mm. So he, he sent me on that that thing and it wasn't many, right? It was it was a few. Um, and I was like, all right, all right. And then, and then he was like, yeah, you know, but, you know, it's, he's just kind of throwing it out there, like, yo, man, like basically, it's, it's too high. Top one hundred is too high. Um, they're probably gonna, you know, bring somebody in, right? It's not gonna, you know, be Kessler and Azubuike. And I was like. Yo, I was like, shut the fuck up, Wong, right? This is opportunity, right?
1: I'm and dreaming so, out here, man. Let's yeah, have exactly.
0: Yeah, just being the, you know, the, the, the the stupid kid, right? And then, of course, right? They go and signs Cody Zeller. They trade for Kelly Olenek, right? And then, you know, Wong was like, dude, I told you. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm fucking trying to tell you, right? <laughs> like, why don't you listen to me, right? So, you know, he was off him. Rocco was, was off him, too, especially after the Olenek. And then so, you know, then I'm like, man, you know, two of the best players out there are off him. And then there was some pods I listened to, some, you know, scouts. And then I didn't, I missed it when, you know, over during draft season. Um, But yeah, like some of the stouts I I respect, they were like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling (laughs) what right? So I was like, oh, fuck, right? So I did take him down a little bit, but, you know, I did say, I didn't think he was going to be a complete zero. So even after Linick came in, I thought... Yeah, he's gonna, you know, he'll play at least 20-something minutes, right? So, he, you know, he'll be able to, you know, still be able to do his thing, grab some rebounds and, you know, grab some blocks. So, you know, at that point, I was kind of like an emotional mess. I was like, ah, shit, right? But then, you know, the most recent preseason game, you know, like, I thought he looked pretty good, you know? And I've been reading some quotes, you know, Mike Conley's been pretty high, you know, saying, like, man, he's a very mature kid. Uh, you know his awareness is pretty good spacing you know so a lot of the vets have been talking good about him uh, he looked good in the game except you know precious Duncan all over his grill but other than that uh, you know yeah he, he was fine so um, yeah you know a lot of the, the coaches were like yeah or yeah coaches were saying you know talking about his maturity a lot of the media guys were like you know he's very mature and things like that so that kind of gives me a little bit more <laughs> optimism but still, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not as high as it was earlier just because, yeah. uh, you know, obviously the situation changed, right? There's going to be other guys in, in the mix there. And then, um, yeah, when, you know, like two of the best players are, are off them, like, you know, man, I got to reassess things, right? I got to, you know, look into it because there's a reason, right? There's a reason there. So uh, with that said, um, I did like his dual eligibility here. Um, and I do think that uh, – I think the floor is like probably around 20 minutes, right? And then there's upside, right? If they trade a Linux or if they, you know, as, as they get more into the, as they begin to see the Wembenaya Niamas shadow, you know, get bigger and bigger, right? He may get more runs. So it's more about thing, but, you know, even if he gets 20 minutes, something like that, I think he's going to provide the blocks that, you know, I need, and then there's upside there. And then, you know, factor in with the dual eligibility, because especially, um, you know, once, it, like, so once the third round hit, you know, like, Kade was gone, then I knew, I kind of knew what my plan was for centers, right? So mm-hmm. I knew and that where I took Collins and Zubac, depending on who was there, I kind of knew I wanted two there, because I felt like the drop-off after, like, the, the sixth round was really bad. Like, I, I'm not taking Bamba, right? Yeah. I don't want Poto, like, I don't want any of these guys, so I felt like the drop-off was too large. And then scrolling down, I knew my target was Kessler. And then I knew my target was Damian Jones, right? So, um, you know, and then, like, Cornette, like, came up later. But so Damian Jones, Kessler, like, I knew those guys. I wanted them. And those are my targets there. So that's why I try to build up my – especially my free throw base and my my scoring. That's why I yeah. wanted, like, to really build those up because I, I knew at that point um, I was going to try to get those guys. So – um, you know, unfortunately, I was able to get them. So it kind of, like, fit in with everything. So.
1: Well, and the other thing that Kessler should do is, you know, really help your, your field goal value, too. Again, sort of like, peeing yeah. these in as you were going. Following the Simons pick, it was steals. Steals, steals are still a problem, but...
0: Uh, That's why I just, yeah, so my next pick... Like, I knew I was light on steals after going those, you know, the Zubach, Jalen, Murray, Simons, Kessler. Like, so I addressed blocks and some points there. So, yeah, I knew I was, that's why I took Wall uh, there. So, hopefully, you know, he plays. And if he plays, like, he's pretty good in steals. So, yeah, that's why, yeah, I, that's why I want Wall there,
1: yeah. Has been in the past. Yeah, you got Wall and Achua. I I was really excited about Achua. You wrote about him over on The Athletic, so I was, yeah. I was definitely intrigued by it. Um, I think Wall Wall is to me someone that like that could really work. It just I have no idea how much run he's gonna get and like yeah, what version got... of Rob Wall is returning yeah. here.
0: Um, well, I, whole... I was getting I was getting uh, gas by the off-season videos, man. <laughs> 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 oh, you know, I mean, I was getting big time gas. So. Uh, he looked super explosive, you know, he was dunking, you know, bringing out all the practice and all his like crazy moves So I definitely got jazzed by the, the hype videos, but um, he has looked good um, but, That clipper
1: yeah. team is so hard to figure out. I just feel like they've got a million guys that can play um, I that said I was also intrigued by wall because he does have those defensive stats um, He went in the 10th, I think yeah, cool. I took him to the 10th yeah. um, and that was – I never had a shot at him. But I definitely understand why why he's your guy for steals there because – Yeah. I don't I mean, know. He, I gets think... some assist. he gets some assists.
0: He mm-hmm. gets some assists. And then he's not a he's not a zero in points. So, uh, yeah, I just feel like, yeah. But there's a risk. There's a lot of risk there for sure.
1: Well, I wanted to talk with you about that because I – you know, we were talking a lot about, like, the, the, the two-way – the two paths here that you could take of – Yeah. Do you take the, the Racco of all of uh, – of don't be here, you know, get the steady, proven commodities or the sort of Key Wong path of grabbing upside here. I feel like, for me, I'm much more tilted upside than I thought I would be after the success that I had with the more conservative route. And looking at your roster, I feel like you really, after that, after the Collins-Zubach turn, it's just like, it's done at the the craft's table here. It's like, give that man the dice. He's He's ready to gamble with, with with Simons and Kessler and Wall and Achua I mean, yeah,
0: I mean, and, you I mean know, it could
1: definitely worked, but
0: it's not necessarily I, prove that. I think the one thing, um, you know, it's uh, I maybe I may be completely off here, but the the feeling that I got from like Jeneky and Wong was that the gambles on upside are not just shots in the dark. They're not just throwing darts. They they want to have some sort of reason, so like I can kind of like um, my best analogy would be like like stock trading, right? Like sometimes you'll see a stock trading and you want to see it build a base. Once it breaks a certain level, you know whatever a moving average or a support or resistance level. Once you see a break there, then that's when you want to buy, right? Because then there's it broke through the trajectory is up and then this is all upside, right? So I think for them it's not like some unknown so like like a walker kessler like I, I mean i think that's one reason why wong hates him like you know mm. not not hates him but you know it's just too much unknown like he hasn't proven anything right but whereas like say like a guy like kaminga right he's young tons of upside but he played 70 games last year right like he was able to actually see him how he plays against other nba players right so he knows right, certain things and then and then I think after that, the calculus changes to like, all right, how much upside does he have? Can he improve, blah, 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 right? So, um, I f- like, I've seen Jalen Smith, right? I feel it. But yeah, you're right, Keegan Murray's unknown. But I feel pretty pretty good about, you know, how, cause again, it's just summer league and stuff like that, but like, you know, he looked good in preseason. Mm-hmm. But you're right, there is a lot of upside, but I feel pretty good. Like Simons, I've seen what he can do, right? Simons so, can play, uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Murray, West, Kessler, rookies, like there is some unknown, but um, I do like the Kessler one, like I'm not crazy about the pick, but <laughs> at the same time, um, you know, like I feel better about Murray than Kessler for sure, but I do feel like Kessler can provide what I need. So, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. You're yeah. right. There's a, I mean, I love craps, so, you know, like yeah, I love rolling yeah. on the dice. So. <laughs> Amen.
1: Yeah, I, um, I it, it was, like I said, I feel like my team was also a bit more upsidey than I would have thought, but, but I also kind of feel that way about fantasy basketball in general this year, where, like, I just, especially at the top, like, I don't know how much comfort I have with guys like Davis or Butler or Paul or, or Zingas or, it just, it, I feel like we're, the NBA in general is sort of uh, approaching a fault line of like the old generation and the new generation and, and I'm seeing that sort of bubble up in my fantasy drafts where you get, you know, guys like Alperin Shangoon and, you know, it's Cade Cunningham is in the third round. And you can see it. It's definitely, it's on the other side here. It's just the question of have we arrived there this year or is that yeah. going to be a next year sort of thing? But
0: so it's like it's a timing issue for you.
1: Yeah, it makes for an awkward... Kind of, kind of draft or just what, what are yeah. the things that you actually believe in and value here? Right.
0: Um, I got you. That makes sense.
1: But yeah. So um, you you went with uh, with Simons, and Kessler, and then John Wall and Precious Achua. My Precious.
0: I, I've been drafting Precious everywhere. I think I've been I've been high on him every. I've been high on him from pretty much the beginning of summer. Um, you know he he improved a lot last year. He showed out last year. But I think what really you know, got me just pretty much all in on him was that, um, Nick Nurse was raving about him all summer from early on in the summer, you know, which is basically like, yo, this guy, something clicked, you know, he's like going out there. Like he's, he's proving it. Like he's hungry. Uh, and you know, he may not start, but I think he's gonna play a lot. And like, like I've heard there may be lineups with precious, um, OG, Siakam, Scotty Barnes, and maybe, like, Van Bleak, right? So they're going to go super big and just switch everything, wow. right? So, like, yeah, so, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think he's going to play, you know, just his ability to stretch the floor, his defense. I mean, he was able to, like, give Embiid a little bit of trouble, right? So I think that that brought a lot of, like, equity and cachet to the coaching staff, you know, and to the players. Uh, you know, I definitely think he, he improved to the point where um, – you know, they say, like, in fantasy football, like, wide receivers, like, they earn targets, right? Quarterback's mm-hmm. not going to throw to you, if, you know, if he doesn't have confidence or if he doesn't feel like you're going to catch the ball or you're going to get open. So, I feel like that's kind of, like, applicable to, to fantasy basketball in the sense that, like, you know, playing time and things like that, like, it's earned, right? Like, you know, coaches aren't just going to throw you out there just to throw you out there, right? Like, you got to, you know, you got to prove it. So, um, yeah, I have been precious. Are you, what's your view on precious? Do you? It I,
1: I definitely wanted him. He you took him, I guess, what? The twelfth. Yeah, twelfth. He was the last was pick of the thirteenth. And I hearing what you've said here, maybe he, I should have taken him instead of Kevin Love. Um I just don't know what he does well yet. I mean it, it sounds like yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's sort of emerging, but I because I was so because I was so concerned with the puzzle uh, okay. of this draft and making sure all the pieces fit. Precious Achua was a guy that I, I felt like I was drafting. And I didn't. If I had him on the, the roster, I don't know what a reasonable expectation uh, would be from yeah, his that, stats.
0: That, yeah, that's fair.
1: Um, but, it, I mean, it could definitely work. And, like, God, you see the Raptors just churn out successful players, unheralded players, uh, yeah. and it could it could definitely work. It could definitely work. I just don't. I just don't know. I don't know anything
0: about him really. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it makes sense. Um, I did think about Kevin Love too. Um, yeah, I mean, he's gonna give you threes, points, rebounds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't know why I, I bypass him. I just think because my love of precious is just so strong that uh, you know it would have been blasphemous for me to do it. <laughs> uh, I may be sort of an ageist as well, right? Yes, <laughs> <You> discussed this. <laughs> you know? you know? yeah so um you know there there is a little bit of concern there but um yeah no i mean i think either way works yeah it's just uh yeah I, yeah i just been high on precious the whole the whole year but i i, I get what you're saying just because there's a lot of unknown right yeah. how he fits and everything so yeah i get it i do see you took sugs and caruso right around love so strictly yeah, we also... there you felt you're you well, we, falling behind skipped... or what We skipped a really important player. Oh, JaVale. JaVale.
1: JaVale McGee. Yeah, who uh, was my second center. Uh, It took me 10 rounds to get a second one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everyone else had at least two, if not three, center-eligible players there. Um, Like I said, we were were definitely going to talk about centers because I feel like the, the first three are sort of first round locks. I know some people are more down on towns, but in a two center league, I feel like you got to take him if he's there. Gobert does all like the center things. And I just don't, I feel like everything after that, I guess Robert Williams um, was that guy before the knee injury or the knee surgery, but you know, like Turner might get traded and that could impact his his output. I don't want anything to do with DeAndre Ayton, mostly because he doesn't block shots. And I think they hate him in Phoenix. Um, Vooch, eh. Jared Allen is nice, but wasn't available. Christian Wood I'm terrified of. Valanchunas yeah. um, doesn't block shots. Pirtle's free throws are awful. Um, and so I felt like there were a lot of, like, pieces of centers that were available or, like, centers that did some things. Um, and in the 10th, I was – Mitchell Robinson was in free fall. Mitchell Robinson was the, la- the center taken – ahead of JaVale. Um, so he got drafted behind Claxton and Bamba and Brooke Lopez and, and Jaron Jackson. And I was really hoping that he would fall and he did not. And I actually think it might be, have been a bit of a blessing just because his free throw drain is so intense. And like sure. because I already have Gobert, I I have I have the key commodity in blocks I have the one guy that is probably going to lead the league in blocks again and so I felt like I didn't really need another huge block guy you know Jalen Smith was going to give me blocks I felt like there was enough I paid enough attention to my field goal sort of concerns by taking Fox by taking Barnes by taking Wagner by taking Smith that like I you know I, I wanted another shot in the arm Field goal, but it wasn't it wasn't dire. And so Javale, look, I know he's old. I know that Christian Wood is in Dallas and he's upset about coming off the bench. But like Javale needs like twenty-ish minutes, and he's going to be eleven points, ten rebounds, one point seven blocks on like sixty percent from the floor, and like that's plenty for for what I've done so far. That will be just fine. Uh, and I also don't really trust Christian Wood. I know that he's there's, it's been like years of waiting for this untapped Christian Wood. And we were kind of getting that when he was with the Pistons and the pandemic hit and and that year sort of dissolved. But I just feel like the Mavs are serious about winning. And I don't think that teams that are serious about winning start Christian Wood. Um, And so McGee, yeah, McGee was super, super important to me. I feel like I am maybe the only man that's ever been sweating whether or not JaVale McGee will fall to him, <laughs> but I definitely was. Um, and so once once he came on in the 10th, uh, you know, that's four guards, four forwards, two centers. Now I'm sort of just like kind of play time. Um, and Jalen Suggs, I don't know. It could work. Last year was so bad from a – from a field goal standpoint, that I feel like it can't get worse. Um, you know, this is a, he's a top-five pick. At this time in the draft, we had heard about Markel Fultz's broken toe, so there was going to be opportunity there. I I was interested in the steals output still. I really – the the Steels thing lingered in my mind for way too long, or maybe longer than it should have. Um, but he, he felt like a good – a good place to gamble on a fifth guard, where like if it works, great. If it doesn't, he's not part of that starting group most of the time, anyways. Um, if Suggs, Suggs instead of Spencer Dinwiddie or Paul Anthony or Anthony Melton, Bones Highland, like I don't know, he's gonna start. There'll be minutes, and it just can't be worse than last year. <laughs> that was uh, that was my thinking there.
0: Out of the yeah. No, I hear you. What about uh? A... No, I get it. Yeah, my son says he wants to play a little uh, Fortnite. Um. <laughs> I, yeah. No. You know, draft capital. Like I think he was injured a, a lot too last year. Yeah. Um. So I. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I can see good things with. Uh, I can see a nice bounce back for Celtics for sure. Uh, Caruso. You took. You took the yeah. go. Well, why did that, you take the go?
1: That might have been early. Um. So. So. It was McGee and Suggs were the pairing, and then the the 12-13 turn was Love and Caruso. I wanted Love because uh, the dual eligibility that we were talking about, the rebounds, threes, decent percentages. Um, I took Alex Caruso before Lonzo Ball was drafted. Um, yeah. I think I took him on the day that Ball that they announced there was a second surgery and that he couldn't go up wow. and down so stairs without knee you,
0: It's your fault. It's your fault yeah was that, I, uh, I was tanya hardy you tanya hardy didn't
1: <laughs> no this is me reacting <laughs> to that news just me saying i'm going to alex caruso That um i don't know i'm not nuts about that pick in retrospect. um okay. you know like achua was still on the board then that might not have been a bad idea uh seth curry kcp um Derek white like there were yeah, I think what I was saying about Jalen Suggs and like really overcommitting to steals, or like that steals is a problem that need to be solved. Caruso, in extended minutes, could be a sort of steal superstar. Um, but there's not a. I wasn't like I was hurting for assists. He's not really going to score. Eh, I eh, not my favorite. Yeah,
0: no, I hear you. I hear you. I I, I get it though. Yeah, I get it. I mean he's the goat, right? So.
1: I know he's your
0: guy. He's, you know, a beloved figure (laughs) in the household. Uh, oh, so I I just remembered something. So in terms of like my, I guess a bigger macro thing of what, like, kind of like what I was thinking during this draft, once I got Simons and then, um, you know, I was like, all right, I can pretty much cuff Halliburton Cunningham with Killian Hayes and TJ McConnell much later. Mm. Right. And then there was news that came out late, like Jalen Johnson, you know, like McMillan was better than Sam, like he's going to get minutes. So I could cuff, you know, John Collins there. Right. So, right. So then my thinking was, man, like my guard situation is pretty safe. Like I feel pretty good there. Right. And, um, I obviously, my weakness is forwards. So I'm just going to take as many forwards as I can and just, more lotto tickets so that's kind of like where it went in terms of you know how you were saying like balancing floor and upside because I felt like you know I felt so secure about my guard situation that um and I'm behind on forwards that mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just gonna get them and I wanted a lot of dual eligibility guys too so Precious, Zach Collins, Kessler they all had forward center so that kind of gave me a little more more flexibility and then in terms of just you know dart throws and things like that like you know, I, I definitely wanted more upside uh, in that in that because I just felt like I was so secure at guard and I really didn't have to worry about it. You know, at that at that point. Um, so uh, yeah, that I, I do remember a shift in like kind of like my thinking in terms of how I was gonna approach uh, both yeah. center and, and and forward there. Yeah.
1: I wish I had gotten there with you because I'm looking at the rest of your of
0: your board. You and I. Um, well, we, yeah. We're we gonna go. We gotta go. We both went. We we're both mind melding in this one, man. We both went. David yeah. Jones, Kaminga, Zach Collins, yeah, and like, Jalen Smith. So it's like, yeah, it's awesome.
1: Within the like four picks of each other, um, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you already touched on Kaminga. Um, I'm really excited about him. I know that Eric Wong is really excited about him, which doesn't seem like a bad guy to be following, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Collins, you're sort of waiting for a trade. Um, that would really unlock him in San Antonio. Um, Damian Jones apparently has an inside track for the starting job with the Lakers. You know, again, I was just thinking more about like fractional centers, you know, that's Kevin Love and Zach Collins and Damian Jones. If he takes that job, I think we're, we're both in really good shape there. I like Zaire Williams who you got, I think that your, your handcuffing of Hayes and McConnell, like, you were seeing further down the board than I was at that point. I think that I I lost focus a little bit following the the Alex Caruso pick.
0: Oh, um, Caruso tilted you. Oh my gosh. I just <laughs> had that I, effect I, on people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I took too many guards. You know, I, I took too many guards. Um, but and I didn't take any handcuffs. I I, I did zero cuffing. So uh, I guess it's a good thing that I've got so many, because if it goes wrong, I'm going to really need that help. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you yeah, know, I mean, looking at the – it's a 25-round draft, so I don't think we necessarily need to do every one of them. But from, let's say, uh, uh, Jeremiah Robinson-Earl through Justice Winslow, who do you who do you like if that – who are you most excited about of that group of Robinson-Earl, Royce O'Neal, Zeke Naji, Jalen Johnson – Luke Cornette and Austin Reeves.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, probably Jeremiah, uh, Najee, uh, Jalen Johnson. Oh, man. I mean.
1: You like I them all. Like them all. You're, you're yeah,
0: all I, I, yeah, I kind of I, I do like them all. Um, I was hired on Reeves earlier in the offseason just because I felt like, I mean, you know, his nickname is Hillbilly Colby, right? So how can you not like him? But I mean, last year, like, he really impressed me. He really did. Um, You know, his jumper isn't that great, but, you know, he is basically, you know, and not because he's white, right? But he's like Caruso because his IQ is really good. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the thing about him is, like, he just works well with, you know, playing with other people right like he's like a really good fit playing along like LeBron and them like i don't but now with you know they signed all these guys so i think his opportunity may may not be as as open but you know i, I just think he's a really good player but yeah i'm a little more down on him now just cuz the opportunity the depth chart is is clouded up but i was overlooking Winslow in the beginning but you know it sounds like he's going to be the backup either small forward or power forward I mean, they were talking about, like, oh, you know, maybe he may in, be in the position to, like, actually get significant minutes at small forward. So, you know, one, once I saw that, then I'm like, all right, you know, like, if he's going to get minutes, I mean, he did, you know, show some, he did ball out a little bit last year. Um, you know, efficiency has always been an issue with him, but, I mean, he has had some big games for fantasy in the past. So, uh, yeah. especially last pick, you know, I'm all right with that Cornette, um, I mean, he was starting in practice, <laughs> you know, he got injured, right, but he's starting right and he can space the floor, you know, sounds like, um, you know, the GM really likes him. you know, they signed him to a two year deal, right, so, uh, you know, Al Horford is not going to be able to play every minute, um, you know, what's his name, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, Mbaka, Mbaka, or whatever, the backup, you know, center for Celtics, and he looked good, he looked good, but I think Cornette just does little you know, different things than, than him because he's more of like a rim runner uh, dunker, whereas Cornet can actually shoot. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, if he gets minutes and, you know, minutes are gold, right? Especially down in yeah. the 20s, right? I mean, I think that's huge. Like, I, I, I realized like in a lot of my other drafts in the past, not just this year, but in the past, like I was, I, I think this kind of goes back to our conversation earlier about like upside, right? In the past, when I, you know, pretty much when I first started playing NFBC, I was taking upside, but I was taking, like, blind flyers. Like, you know, like, a freaking rookie that's, like, f- you know, fourth on the depth chart that might not even play all year, but I'm like, wow, oh, man, he's so athletic, right? So I was looking at upside in the wrong way, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, it should either be, like, guys that can actually be on the the court and play, right? Because it doesn't matter how high you jump or how well you shoot. If you're not going to play, you know, it doesn't matter, right? So, I guess, like, balancing that out with skills, you know, physical talent and opportunity, I think think I've gotten a lot better with that. So, I feel like all three of those guys, like, they have the opportunity to get some minutes, you know, and then, you know, they have some skills. Uh, Jalen Johnson, I mean, once I saw Nick McMillan, I mean, people have been hiring him. Once I saw Nick McMillan, I was like, yo, he's getting minutes like he didn't say he might get minutes he's like yeah, he's getting minutes so right you know, i'm like all right zeke Naji. i mean yeah you know he that bulked was the up. one for me yeah I, you know he bulked up right and like supposedly like everybody's been raving about him in camp um you know technically i think he started on the depth chart in denver but you know it sounds like he's going to be the one backing up you know djokovic like it seemed like they defined his role like screen you know rim run and grab rebounds and like like he's really taken that to heart, so um, yeah. I mean, the o- opportunity, right? And Royce O'Neill's Royce O'Neal <laughs> right? Like, yeah. that's the ultimate floor, like, you know, just gonna play, but you know, playing alongside Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, right? You know, right You know, not, not bad. And then Jeremiah was, you know, I mean, he may start at center for OKC, right? Yeah, I I mean, so yeah, so I mean, he's done it in the past, so I mean, opportunities there, um. And, you know, I, I do need to talk about Zaire, because I really love him, man. I really do. Uh, I have him on, like, a couple of dynasty, dynasty teams, and the teams I didn't get on him, I'm pretty... I'm thinking about quitting, just because uh, <laughs> I didn't get him. But, you know, I mean, 10th you know, selection in the draft last year. I mean, he's super long, has some defensive upside. You know, he can shoot, but... You know, they gave him a lot of, like, ball-handling responsibilities over the summer. You know, they're trying to groom him for a certain, you know, role. Uh, I think he's going to be, like, the microwave for Memphis early on. But I think there's upside that he can supplant Brooks at some point. You know, I, I really so do. Yeah, so he can yeah. either send Brooks to the bench or they trade Brooks. So, yeah, I just think there's a lot of upside there. So, um, yeah, I really like him a lot. All right, so... Um, for you it, I mean it's really cool that we both went Kaminga Collins Jones. that's awesome <laughs> I love it
1: yeah um, I mean well because I needed <laughs> I just, I needed more center eligible players I just needed bodies yeah, uh, yeah. and Thomas Bryant got drafted ahead of me taking Jones and so Jones was the piece of fell. it worked out or it looks like it's working out now yeah. uh, Collins also fell I thought he would be gone he was staying at the top of the board for a long time um and uh, Kaminga was someone I was, I was going to get. I made it a priority to get Kuminga,
0: So Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. So you went, finish the draft. Grayson Allen, Patrick Beverly, THT, De'Ron Sharp. I like this. The Fontes Chio. I know a lot of guys are on him, so that, that was nice. Cam Thomas, Otto Porter, Ty Ty Washington, Dean Wade. All right. So let, let, let's hear it. Let's hear the breakdown.
1: Like I said, I feel like I got distracted. Or I I kind of want to do, like, 18 through 25 over again. Um, okay. Grayson Allen, I mean, really the theme that runs through this is, like, it's starters. Like, Allen's going to start yeah. in Milwaukee. Um, I don't think he was especially – the eye test says he, like, was not especially comfortable or very good last year, but he made 40% of his threes. And, you know, I've got a – this is a team that has De'Aaron Fox and Marcus Smart and uh, Scotty Barnes and Rudy Gobert on it. Like, their threes could be useful off the bench. Alex Caruso doesn't really do it. Yeah. Um, so that was – I wanted to have a three streamer uh, on the bench, and Allen's going to be that whether he starts or not. And I I think he can be – I think he can have a better year this year than he did last year. Maybe that's just me living in Milwaukee. Um I feel like Beverly same idea like it's it's floor like now that he's playing with LeBron James you can't tell me that LeBron isn't going to insist that Beverly plays alongside him every night and like that I don't know what is going to happen with your Lakers but like I think Beverly
0: is going to be a part of it you know Uh they, they were saying that they want to put him at the three sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too um <laughs>
1: so yes, I mean, it's not a – it's just minutes. It was minutes or gold. That was that. Um, THT was kind of a mistake. I, I kind of wish I'd gone a different direction with THT. Well, uh,
0: okay, so what was your thinking? Because right after that, Royce O'Neal went, Joe Harris, Maxie Cleaver, Quinn Grimes, Robinson, yeah. Ar- Robinson Moody. Yeah, so what was your thinking there? I
1: feel like O'Neal would have been, been a better way to go or Toppin or Batum or Robinson Earl, or, or really like any forward that was drafted after that. I don't like that I took three guards in a row and that I ended with more guards than forwards because last year I got really hamstrung with some forward injuries. I had to, hand, in, the last, in the most important week of the season, I had to play Taj Gibson, um, which was the right thing for the time, but was not the right thing for when it comes to team building. Uh, that lesson just sort of fell right out of my head um uh, I took THT because like I you know, who knows what's gonna happen in Utah. Maybe this is the year that it happens for THT and he gets That's a bunch of run. Man. The fact that they haven't traded Mike Conley or uh, Jordan Clarkson is worrisome. It is. Uh, <laughs> I wish I wasn't holding THT now. Um uh, Sharp was my last forward. He was the or the last center, he's the last center that I wanted. I am not super convinced that Nick Claxton is like the answer in Brooklyn okay. Okay. and there aren't really any other center guys true centers um, and even in limited minutes, he got a bunch of rebounds last year rebounds are yeah. are tough to find late and I felt like you know, looking around at other centers that are going through, like Biz, Hassan Whiteside, Jackson Hayes, Yurt Azabuke like I think Sharp is, a, is in a better spot than those guys um Boltechio, well, you know, at the time, I was hearing that he might start for the Jazz after they traded Bogdanovich. As like just sort of a a scorer and uh, minutes are gold. We'll, we'll do that. Um, Cam Thomas can score. Uh, I don't know if he can do anything else, but like he's he's a proven commodity as a scorer. Um, who knows what happens in Brooklyn? Like that thing could is potentially very explosive and. <laughs> I think all those kind of like young Brooklyn guys are interested with Sharp and Kessler.
0: You think you Thomas. think some guys get traded? You think some guys get traded? Or...
1: I have no idea. I mean, I think that I think that that's a really unstable situation. And so I think that if they if it goes badly, maybe someone gets traded. Um, if it goes well, maybe they feel like they need to turn three nice players into one good player. Um, but. But Thomas can score, and, and similar to Sharp, like you know, points are points in the twenty-second round. Like I don't know, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take a shot there. Uh, Otto Porter is old and washed. I shouldn't have drafted him. I should have drafted Um <laughs> uh, This is even before like Aldama was like the presumed, the new presumed power forward right, right. in Memphis. Uh, even like Jalen McDaniels. Would have been a better decision, I think. Uh, Ty Ty Washington is, uh, who knows, he's a third guard in in Houston. We'll see. It's a rookie, 24th pick, whatever. Looking at the other guards that were there, I'm not in love. I don't feel like I missed out on anyone I really wanted. Um, And then Dean Wade in the 25th. The Cavs just gave him a three year deal. Um, Isaac Okoro just like is given every opportunity to be the starting three and cannot convert it. I think that I think that Dean Wade might be the starting three in Cleveland all year. Okay. Uh and he I did, got read
0: article, yeah. He's, he's in uh, the mix for sure.
1: So that was I, I got I got very fixated on like guys who I thought would have jobs, which is not the worst way to go about building the back end of your bench. Um but you know Zeke Naji and Jalen Johnson. These guys are not. You know.
0: For sure. Yeah. No, there's definitely a lower floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But... but you know,
1: like I, I think this team could be good. You know, I, I will be quickly disabused of that uh, if I'm wrong. But I, I, in general, I think. This is a question that I wanted to ask you. Uh, okay. Like all questions that I ask you, I ask it of myself first. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll answer. I'll ask an answer and give you time to think about it. Okay. Um, but I think that you have drafted a really nice team here. Um, Thanks.
0: Yeah. And I, so the I question
1: is like, what does this? What needs to happen from this group in order to win? Um. And for me, I think it's. De'Aaron Fox needs to be a top 50 guy. Um, And like these, this group of forwards need to be as good as advertised or maybe a little bit better. If if I can get a a big step from Barnes or Smith or Wagner or Kelvin, I really like the group of guards and the starting centers. Uh, But it really, I think Fox is, is a real pivotal figure. On this rotation on this roster for me if he's good if he has like the breakthrough that i'm i have selected him to take um this team could be all right what about you
0: yeah no i agree I, I i agree um i think fox is pivotal i'm i'm actually very i like it forwards a lot I, you know like man barnes smith wagner keldon like that's super solid, young upside. Like, man, you know, and you know, young, you literally go up top. Uh, really like it. You know, obviously, your second center position uh, is a little weak, but you know, I think you can cobble it together. Cause I mean, I do like Jones. I think McGee is gonna be fine. Um, let me see. Yeah, Fox. Fox is pivotal. Uh, smart. Smart is smart, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Just a floor so but... thing. Yes, you know, like Suggs. Like if Suggs can, you know, develop and, and bounce back, I think he's going to be pretty big for you. Uh, I'm looking here. And then... Yeah, i should have been clear
1: i wanted you to do this for your team I... oh oh my team oh i'm sorry yeah. i'm sorry i'm, not, my I'm bad. not such a narcissist that i needed you to validate what i had already done and tell me no, no yeah sorry sorry. Forward. okay so
0: um well first off you know i mean you took second last year right so man i mean yeah who you know who am i to say anything right like uh so for my squad um yeah, you know, like I said before, I, I'm very, I feel very secure and solid in my guards. Yes. Um, health permitting, like if those four stay healthy, I mean, that's going to put me in a really, really good position. Um, so I think for me, it, I mean, it comes down to my centers. Right. Because right? I think I think my forwards uh, aren't great, but I have a lot of options to choose from yeah. and there's a lot of upside, So... Uh, I'm good there. So like, I like I you know like I'm pretty comfortable with Murray and Jalen So too. So basically I just need two out of what is it? Like eight. Two out of eight or nine. You know, if I can find two out of eight like yeah, I think that's that that'll be the key and then it it, it comes down to my centers, right? So um I feel solid in Zubac, Collins, but you know like if Kessler turns into you know, like, top 75 player. Like, if he blocking, like, over two a game, you know, or grabbing, like, eight boards, like, like that, yeah. So, I guess it would come down to uh, my guys would be Kessler. I guess Kessler Wall. I, I think Wall, hmm. would be, well, actually, no. Wall wouldn't be as big. So, He's it would be... He's just
1: guard,
0: you know? Yeah, so, my, I feel like my guards are so, yeah, I feel pretty... So, Kessler... And I guess Zaire. Yeah, Zaire, Flamingo, Pister, Zayler. Yeah, or Precious. Yeah, probably maybe Precious because he can play center too. So, yeah, I, I think those three. So, um, if any of those three guys break out, um, then I think I have a pretty good chance, I think, for, like, something pretty good, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think Walker Kessler is a really important
0: player for you. Yeah.
1: Mostly because I, you know, you you'll get some blocks from Collins, you'll get some blocks from Smith, but I don't I don't know where the blocks come from otherwise, unless Precious is turning into a shot blocker now. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I was trying to cobble them up little by little, like a little bit from Murray, right? A little bit from Smith, um, just a little bit from Zubats. But yeah, that's why. Yeah, Kessler. So yeah, you're right. I think Kessler is is the guy like if he if he breaks out then yeah that'll pretty then yeah that will vault me up pretty high the good <laughs> that is that vom- all of- i, I want to vomit now i want to vomit
1: You <laughs> say like all your smart friends think he's terrible so.
0: i know that's uh that doesn't make me feel good man it doesn't uh. And, uh, i want to vomit right now but um i don't know man hopefully like
1: please
0: <laughs> please <laughs> oh man well, it took um, it took
1: 90 minutes for me to uh, to deflate your favorite team ever. Then, so I guess I guess my job here is done. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, I yeah, you know, I, I knew it wasn't perfect, but I you know that may be more of an indication how how much I hate my other other teams, right? <laughs> like, right. When I look at those teams, I'm like, man, I, I hate this team. So, you know, actually, one of those teams is probably gonna win it, right? And this one's gonna be like last, but. Um, you know, yeah, like the Kester one does kind of make me feel sick, but all in all, like I actually do feel pretty good uh, about this squad. So, um, what about you? Like, so where where do you feel like in terms of like is this like a uh you know top? What are you gonna go back to back? You know, you know, can you win it all? Get second uh, bridesmaids? Like, what, what are you doing?
1: Um, I like this group. I like this group, and I things are kind of breaking well for me already. Like, I think that that Robert Williams injury m- is really meaningful because now I think, like, if, if Gobert stays on the floor between him and Jalen and JaVale and maybe, like, some Damian Jones block shots, like, blocks could be a thing that I actually do really well in, which was not necessarily something that – I would have anticipated because I took nine. It, it took me ten picks to get two centers. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Javale can hold up, and if Rudy stays on the floor and just turns in another Rudy Gobert season, I could. I feel like I could win my my group of twelve with blocks because the other teams that that had a bunch of them. I mean, losing time Lord is just is a really big deal. There's so few blocks to begin with that if you take out a major, a major contributor in that category, I I managed to take three three guards in the first four picks and be okay and be out in front in blocks. It seems it seems kind of strange, but I, I really like I really like where I'm at there. Um, I think that the percentages are going to be middle of the road. Um, but there should should be plenty of scoring, especially if Keldon sort of walks into this big usage. Um, I think the assists should be fine between Young and Lillard and Box and Smart. Um, Suggs will be an interesting piece. I think this team could do well. I don't... You know, one of the things that that I remember really vividly about finishing second last year was, like, just so much had to go right, and timing was such a big part of it that you know the what at the top the margins are so thin you know yeah for sure. um, and so i'm not going to sit here and say that this team is going to win for sure but this this is a good group i'm pleased with how this went all things considered um, it's my this is my favorite tournament that i play in every year i'm glad That's it's great. the way i feel about it at the end of it i do feel i also feel very affirmed in the Damian Jones, Kaminga, Zach Collins uh, crossovers here, Jalen Smith crossovers. It ma- makes me feel less on an island about some of these decisions that I've made.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty cool that we had, uh, you know, four or five of the same players. Uh, it was actually really interesting that, you know, because we both drafted from the 12 spot, right? Like, our you know, our thought process is, you know, we kind of see where uh, we were similar, well, you know divergent paths you know obviously the rudy gobert right that kind of like right that that changed us right there so yeah uh, it, was, it was really cool to see kind of like how the spider webs kind of mapped out after that um you know really awesome to hear your perspective um just you know i had a lot of fun man it was a lot of fun you know time flies um thank you very much joel for your time it's uh really cool yes the hands put the hands together um, yeah, always a pleasure. Always to hear your thoughts. And, uh, you know, everyone, your piece, you're going to write a really, uh Mr. Hooper every Monday, right?
1: That's the idea, yeah.
0: Yeah, all right, cool, man. So, I mean, you know, not only is Joel a great fantasy player, you know, but, like, he's, you know, awesome writer. So uh, he's going to be up every Monday. So everyone that's listening, go check out his work. Uh, it's going to be, I think the canvas is blank. So whatever, whatever you know, whatever comes to his, uh, his mind, he's just going to spew it out to you guys, so it should be really fun. I really enjoy reading all his work, so uh, looking forward to it, man.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. It's going to be a lot of De'Aaron Fox watch, I think. You
0: know? <laughs> De'Aaron Fox and Walker Kessler. That's us fucking go. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> staples of, uh, of these pieces. Is this, is, I think I'll title it, Is This
0: Working? I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, man. This, yeah. this is
1: fun. Good to hang with you. We'll uh, be in touch again soon.
0: Sounds good, man. Take it easy, Joel. Likewise. Later.
1: Bye.